Welcome to the Love Positivism podcast. I'm Shireen Oberg and I'm a yoga teacher and author devoted to the path of healing and heart-based living. And I want to help you to step into what you truly are and to your highest potential. On this podcast, I share with you tools and insights to help you move ever forward on your spiritual and healing path. With guests from all over the world, from different wisdom traditions, I wish to create a web of loving energy that permeates the whole world to create more love and peace. You can connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube for more guidance and love. Hi, Rebecca. Welcome back to the podcast. Hi, Shireen. Hi, everyone. Happy to be here again. (laughs) Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk to you today. We had a beautiful conversation the last time. I can't remember if it was last year, actually. And your book had come out, the Starseed, beautiful, beautiful book. And I have it at home. I've been both reading it and also listening to the audio book because I really love listening to your voice so thanks and your book has come out in the meantime as well (laughs) yeah exactly so much has happened and now I'm really excited to continue the conversation we got into some of the topics Mm. last time as well yeah it was really Uh, deep yeah we got into a lot of beautiful weaving in our conversation so Mm. um just for the listeners that might have not listened to our podcast episode before and maybe haven't uh, met you yet maybe you want to introduce yourself and uh, what you do for sure so my name's Rebecca I am a writer and a um I guess my work really is about uh, inviting us to have an experience of our soul. So it's about the great mysteries, the sacred that's woven through everything. Nature's a big part of my my work as well. Um, and yeah, it, it really is about hearing the whispers, acting on the whispers and, and living a soul-led life. That's very beautiful. And uh, yeah, I, I guess in the last episode, you shared also your journey into the work that you're doing. So for anyone who wants to like go deep into that, you can listen to our first conversation. And today we're going to get into something that I feel like is growing in our collective consciousness. And of course, we're connecting back to nature and, and back to the plants and this this wisdom is coming back to us and uh, um, you tapped into that in our last episode your connection to uh, plants to uh, flowers and especially roses and since you've been working with this for a long time what what is it that this plant world and the and the the flowers what what are there mm-hmm. what is our uh, like communion with them Oh my gosh. I think that there are so many um, entry points with nature and flowers. And then there's the rose on top of that. So if I just explore a few of them, I think the first one is that, you know, we are nature as humans, as souls having a human experience. And um, in many ways, in the time that we incarnated and, and live in, um, 
we've largely forgotten that we've seen ourselves as like existing around nature if you look up nature in the dictionary it it describes it as basically like rocks and plants and trees um but the reality of the situation is that we are actually nature ourselves and i think the thing that that nature teaches us more than anything is um that we are ever-changing beings living in an ever-changing world and yeah when we're when we're when we've forgotten how to live in congruence with nature we're often living more in our masculine which is not a male female thing it's like the energies uh we're probably living more in alignment with the patriarchal um you know way of being versus in harmony with the feminine versus, um, you know, honoring the the ever changing true nature within us. Um, and yeah, one thing I've really noticed, obviously the spiritual journey never ever ends, um, but I have really seen this pattern where often when we awaken for the first time, it's like, wow, this whole other world has opened up and it's amazing and it's also, sometimes difficult because it's like you, you're mourning the loss of the the certainty that you once knew and and often there's this kind of like looking up towards the mysteries as in as if it's like separate to us like like as in soul and spirit is is like in the heavens um but the reality of the situation is that earth is part of the cosmos the cosmos is the organized universe and so the earth is made up of stars. Um, it's just as cosmic as, as the heavens um, and our bodies are as well. And so when we, when we awaken at first, often it can feel like it's just like, oh, I, I get it now. Um, and then I do find that eventually if we go around that spiral journey enough, we'll, we get to the point where we go into the descent into really just the humbleness of the human experience of life on earth of the extremes that come with it and i think um when we experience that nature is the most incredible holding force that there is um another entry point for for nature and flowers is that i think that that beauty is a gateway to the soul and when i say that i mean like it's a invitation for us to um, invite our soul to be fully in our body and there's many gateways to the soul poetry good food anything to do with our senses for sure um, art and then the beauty that we see in nature and in my opinion flowers are one of the most beautiful things and unique things and breathtaking things that exist on this planet I think that when we slow down enough to like properly observe a flower or a sunset or or the stars at night we have all experienced at some point this feeling of awe where we experience at the same time this kind of like whoa like the world is big what a miracle type thing and also so we feel kind of like separate from it but also part of it at the same time and I think that is really what it means to have like this embodied spiritual experience. Yeah, that's, 
so much wisdom in, in a short time. There's so much to tap into. Yeah, I really, I really love everything that you said because it's it's so true that you know this. You tapped into this so well that when we speak about this illusion or the Maya that we're separate, uh, it is actually also the not only the separation from something that we cannot see it's also the separation from that which we can see it can be other beings uh, everything around us and i always also say that we are we're embodying all the elements within us uh, in chinese medicine as well like all the elements are in us and around us so we just appear to be separate from nature but just because we don't have roots into mm. the earth doesn't mean that we're not we're still rooted here otherwise we would be like traveling right. here and there to all the different planets and then that we are such a big part of this vast system that is endless and we have no idea like we think that we know things but we don't and that's also the mystery of life like to have those glimpses and mm. and, and small insights and then we forget and we come back to like our regular life and then we have these insights and I love also what you said that it's not only like always looking up and everything is growing up because also nature grows down and mm. does the descent journey which we've been I mean we've been in that here up in the north for six months now <laughs> and we start to see a little bit of life coming up um, mm. and I think that that journey is also an important part of the the spiritual journey that it's it has to have evolve as nature evolves mm -hmm. and it can't nothing in in the physical world manifests in only upwards and outwards direction that's when mm -hmm. the so in chinese medicine like the this upwards outgoing it's the springtime which we're in right now and it's growing and it we have somewhere that we're going and then with the metal that comes in the uh, fall it becomes heavy and you start coming mm. down and the water is also down there it's not going upwards mm. it's always melting down so I think that's very beautiful thank you for mm. sharing your insights and and with the so when it comes to, so I'm also just like you very curious about this um, mystery especially since so I I studied some of the uh, Venus star points uh, about yeah last year I started getting into that type of astrology and mm -hmm. and the patterns that she makes in the sky mm. and I mean that's connected to a lineage that goes even further back than than the Venus stories so in your like research and work what what is the rose especially since you're working so deeply with the rose mm -hmm. what it, what is it and why is it here to um what is it telling us mm. well the rose first came to me in a way that i like consciously uh, saw it um in 2010 and it was more as the the physical flower um, but I can see now that there was this thread that like, you know, as we do when we're, we're following the whispers, 
that's kind of like led me to it and to having researched it and all of that now. Um, but back then, um, you know, the rose botanically is um, known as a healer, a heart healer. I'm sure you know that from your your experience in Chinese medicine. Um, and it's also, you know, very renowned for like being a symbol of like love and and also emotional healing. So I think I first entered in that capacity. I was going through a difficult time of, um, you know, just like a real cracking open grief, um, surrendering to what was crumbling in my life. And it just appeared everywhere. Um, and there were a few people in my life who just kept on re like recommending the rose to me. And so I started noticing that and I began just noticing just how embodied I felt as in how much I could feel my soul in my body. Like I felt like congruent and aligned when I was around the rose, like the beauty of it. And I began also hearing my intuition a lot more through like creating altars and and I discovered a Regent's Park Rose Garden in London and I'd go there and I'd do my daily practice and it's actually the rose that was actually my creative muse for my first book I wrote it in in that rose garden there and so it it was slow but powerful and I think rose medicine is that you know it's not just it's not the kind of just like fluffy kind of like oh it's love and light or whatever to me the rose is like fierce and strong it it invites you to keep your heart open but with strength so in my experience there's nothing wishy-washy about it <laughs> there's nothing cliche about it she's like she's got the thorn as well as the beautiful bloom right and the bud and all of that um so yeah there was a point a couple of years ago where i was you know, I had so many workshops pre-COVID, um, so many workshops lined up, like speaking gigs. And um, yeah, I, I, I said to my friend Holly, I just, I just, I just, each time I get up on stage, all I can do is talk about flowers and particularly roses. Like it just keeps coming through. And um, yeah, and so I began to embrace it. And then I said to Michelle, who I know you know at Hay House, um, I think I'd like to change the topic of my next oracle and do it on the rose. And she'd heard me speak of, of the rose and I would channeled some stuff around like lineage of the rose, sisterhood of the rose, which is more kind of like esoteric priestess type messages. Um, but hadn't done any formal study on it. Um, around the same time, I began doing some intuitive herbalism training um, and rose was one of many, many flowers, but it was the flower that I was drawn to the most. Um, and so I mentioned it to Michelle and Michelle was like, yes, absolutely. And so it all, it just opened up like the next day I'd begun. And so it was all really through COVID, through becoming a new mum as well. So in that kind of tender crucible of like becoming that the rose was really here. And I spent um, almost two years really properly in the rose energy um, working on this oracle. And, you know, I knew a lot of the symbolism. I knew some of the botanical um, benefits but I had no idea how steeped in symbolism and, and ancient mysteries the rose was. And it was like, honestly, like just 
10 new worlds opening up. What I discovered um, was that the rose is, um, well, first of all, it's 35 million years old at least, and rose uh, leaves and petals have been found in um, all corners of the world as well, like like North America, Europe, China. Um, and the first rose is the Rosa Gallica, which is actually, it's normally four to seven petals, but it's like commonly the five petaled rose, which, you know, then makes you kind of like be like, oh, the five petals, it's connected to the apple as well. Um, and so you can start to see this kind of, um, you know, Garden of Eden, goddess worship um, thread come through. And then we began um, just uncovering how many of the ancient goddesses of old from Celtic to Roman to Greek to so many different cultures where the rose was this symbol for the feminine from Venus to Aphrodite to um, Bridget to so, so many. Um, and you begin to see that that in particularly times like medieval times where the feminine um, was really banished and, and, and forced to go underground, that this rose is so often this secret symbol for the feminine. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it's just been the most fascinating project to work on. I mean, I'm, I'm now working on, um, I've, I've got an event coming up um, on the mysteries of the rose, but I also am working on a, a mystery school coming out at the end of the year. And one of the, the mysteries is the rose because it's just, there's so much depth to it. And for, for me, the, the rose, is, there is the relationship you can develop with the rose is in in front of you like a rose bush an individual plant like i did at regent's park rose garden etc and then there's the rose as like the mystical symbol which for me represents like the goddess or goddesses the mother i often say mother rose um yeah mm. yeah that's that's so beautiful <laughs> <laughs> so, so much to say yeah it's 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 so beautiful and powerful and also just when you mentioned the five petals in the mm. the star of venus which goes so far back and and then you think how did they know because now we can like at least somehow capture it right and see but the, the wisdom is so deep and far back as we talked about in the last episode we don't know like even that we only know the tip of the iceberg and like yeah. you said it's it's an experience so there's so many things just like as when we're working with ancestral medicine and ancestral healing or things that are it it's meant to be experienced mm. um, and I'm thinking about like today when we're recording also with the Jupiter and Neptune coming together it, it is about this experiential spirituality where it's not that someone is telling you how it it's gonna like when you when you you can get facilitated to come into that but there's no words for it for me personally it's been appearing uh, spontaneously in healing 
Mm-hmm. So, and, and because when we think about the rose, I think most people think about like a red rose, you know, the classical yeah. one, but there's so many. And what I've seen in healing is that they appear in different colors and shapes mm. and different parts of the body and give their medicine to the mm. person that needs it. And usually I also ask the person to use uh, that particular color of rose at home or in any way they can. And then, like you said, it's like also a herb. Um, so it works It works on many levels of layers of the body. It's not just the physical, but it's also uh, like on an emotional level, on, mm. on uh, probably a mental level. I don't know. how. What did mm. you see in your, if we take the herbalist uh, approach, what did you see is the, like historically what has it been used to it's the Mm. heart and mainly the heart um and that can obviously mean emotional as well as physical um it's linked to the hawthorn um which is another very sacred plant um and rosemary as well and apple and peach yeah so um yeah uh, the way that i like there's a couple ways that i i um have worked with rose like physically um and i'm obviously not a herbalist i've studied herbalism but it's it's not my um area of expertise um but one way that i worked with the rose very early on was through just like essential oils so like a quite potent rose which can be very expensive so be careful (laughs) i remember i bought my first bottle not knowing that there was like one mil in there (laughs) So yeah, just be careful. I thought the whole bottle was filled. So that was a lesson. And so just tipping a little bit on your on your finger and placing it on the, the front of your heart, the back of your heart. I also would do it to my throat, front and back and and um, solar plexus, front and back. And this was when I was in a period of, of a lot of grief and I really wanted to, I was really working on letting it crack me open without it crumbling me entirely um and so yeah softening and strengthening my heart at the same time and i felt the rose was absolutely incredible in that in that respect um the other um way that i really like to work with rose is um through like rose tea so you can get rose buds or rose petals um you know if you if you're using roses that you've got you obviously want to make sure that they haven't been sprayed so like if it's your garden you'll know but yeah don't just kind of use it from a florist um yeah find find it find a good source and like organic if you can um but yeah you can um there's a there's a store here in Glastonbury um their offices are right next door actually and they've got these beautiful little organic it's called star child these organic um rose buds and so you just drop a couple of them in and just infuse it for for a good I mean you can do it overnight if you want but yeah I'd say like a good 10 minutes and then just sip it and you can do like a rose tea meditation for example yeah I love that. And that's actually a um, very common tradition in uh, uh, in Eastern cultures to have rose tea, um, mm-hmm. especially I think in the Persian, because it's it's mm. so I, I have a whole bag actually with small rosebuds. Um, mm. And mm. 
Well, beautiful. And it, I know that we went into talking about the mystic poet saints last time, mm. um, but there's just beautiful poetry by like Rumi and Hafiz about um, mm. the rose. And I, I, I'm trying to get this right, but I'm pretty sure, is it Shiraz? Oh, mm. I think it, does it mean mm. rose or there's something about like the birthplace of Rumi or I can't mm. quite remember, but yeah, it's very steeped with the rose. Uh, there's a beautiful poem um, called The Seed Market, um, mm. which I just love. And it's, it's it's talking about like the seed becoming the future rose garden, etc. Mm. But yeah, it's stunning. It is. And like you said, like there's so many flowers that are so beautiful and somehow the rose always it's kind of unique and you like I get also very drawn when I see it I get almost surprised when I see it it definitely right? is yeah they 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 refer to the rose as the queen of all the flowers mm -hmm. and and I I do resonate with that like I mean there's other incredible flowers like the peony which seems like it's connected but it's actually not a rose <sighs> or the passion flower like there's so many incredible flowers but there is something about the quality of the rose mm -hmm. um and yeah I yeah, there's there's a, a you know I'm fascinated by the folklore always about everything, but particularly about the rose. And there's a story where um, Flora, who was the the goddess of the flowers, um, she I think she met Eros and was like captivated by him, like in this state of like orgasmic bliss. And she she went to call his name, but because she was so taken by the sensual sensuality of the moment, she exhaled Ross or Rose, um, which is where the name Rose comes from. And so I think that that's one example of like, you know, where the, these stories of like the rose as the symbol of love and divine love and all of that mm. kind of come from. There's, mm. there's just so many. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a very strong symbol. Like it's mm. associated with very strongly with those things. So I I see the the pattern, and and it's so beautiful. Yeah, I think it's like the the goddesses, and I'm thinking about Mother Mary. Like there's mm. so many connections there, and we see it in art, and so it it is more than just like a a, a plant. And I'm thinking also. It's, it's so since it's spread out throughout the world somehow it is meant for all of us to work with right. because there's plants that are very like native to certain mm -hmm. places and they're bound to the land in one way but we have this so ready and I think we underestimate that plants don't have to be like strong and altering like the right. mind so much because you can still alter your consciousness through these subtle yeah this is the thing i am um, personally i'm i'm so open to the and and in awe of uh the the incredible effects of plant medicine as in mind altering mm. but personally i've not been drawn there myself but i think mm. it's because um and maybe you know never say never mm. um but for me, just working with the plants that are like right here already, like, <gasps> whoa, yeah. And so I think it, it is interesting which plants that we're called to to work with, and 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 I think yeah, like at the moment as well with with 
everything we're being called to to reassess and look at and and critical think mm. around um it's very interesting the plants that we're drawn to mm. and um and yeah i i love that you like um acknowledge and can see what i saw with the rose that it, that it really is spread all around the world as well and um uh from my research i found that that in China, it was mainly the white Gallica, um, mm. which is the wild rose dog rose. Um, whereas in Europe, it was the it was like the deep burgundy red, and mm. so it was kind of like the kind of the blood red and the the, the pure um, uh, white type color. Which mm. to me is like you know there is this kind of like heaven and earth, masculine and feminine type thing, and then when they combine, it comes to like that pink color, which to mm. me, and I know we're drawn to all different things individually, but for me, that pink color is the ultimate rose color. Mm. Um, and yeah, they just, it felt like, yeah, there was definitely something in that. Yeah. And just now, when <laughs> just when you're talking about the roses, you know, I, I drew actually a rose today, but not consciously like thinking about our conversation. I. It's so it's such a powerful symbol, um, and and I think that since the different colors also uh, have different energetics, they can help mm. in different ways. Just as we know that, like we consist of all these different vibrations, and maybe we're drawn to one, like you said, like you you you're so drawn to the pink one and. Mm. Um, they can serve in in different ways and we can serve them in different ways as totally. well totally right and and it's always like I'm thinking about like altars or anything ceremonial you use mm. it's something it's, so sacred yeah it's so true yeah I I since kind of sharing this work a little bit more publicly w one thing I have noticed is in particular there are some people who are like uh yeah, I'm really drawn to the the white rose. What does mm -hmm. that represent? And and I I'm not I'm not into I I'm not entirely sure. I mean, I I could give a few answers mm -hmm. from what I've read, but I I can tell that there's there's something there, and and I can see the the the, the difference in personality types and callings and soul lineage when someone's connected to say the red versus the pink mm -hmm. versus yeah, it's very interesting. It is. And it's so, uh, it's it's so personal. And I think mm. that, like for me, when I've seen it for different people, it's it it does give me a clear answer why it has to be that color in that moment. Mm. But it's really like for all of us to work with on a personal level. And I really love the deck that you have created with this beautiful art, which, which can give us so much guidance and and awareness and the way you've because I've used it a couple of times now it's it's extremely like accurate in in the mm. the things that come through is so powerful for the person that I've I've sometimes just drawn for myself or for someone that I know and just like the message is so beautiful so mm. how did you when you created the deck how did you work with the rose and maybe also for the listeners uh, just talking about the oracle deck and how it's built because mm. i'm always fascinated about that yeah that so it's, it's quite a process like obviously the concept came first um and so i'll do a mood board for the deck as a whole um 
like a color palette um, and then do the list of the cards, the names, the sublines, write what the cards represent. And then um, I find an artist that will be able to like is a is a match for 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 creating it. And yeah, with this this particular deck, I really wanted to bridge like heaven and earth together because obviously the rose is like I mean, we are part of Earth. Everything's part of the cosmos, but it's particular. You know, it's the soil, it's the roots, it's mm. the thorn, as well as the bloom and the the you know celestial part of it. Um, and so I ended up. I, I started working with a few different artists to just like like you do kind of like tests to just like see if you're right for them and they're right for you. And there were so many beautiful. There were a couple of different people who um, did some artwork for it and were just such beautiful beautiful people and they were just not it just wasn't right um but they were such a they were the rose energy was all part of that as well um and then eventually i i came across katie louise who was the artist mm. um that i did work with and um yeah she she hadn't worked on a deck before and was like she was still a flight attendant and still is kind of like bridging the two worlds and so yeah she'd be driving to go and and take a flight and we'd I'd obviously often be like briefing her um while she was like at a service station <laughs> waiting to see if the flight was going to go because it was during COVID and all of that um, but both of us work very energetically. So mm. I would do a mood board um, and video brief for every single card um, and just be like, this is what I'm thinking. These are some visions that I've got. Um, sometimes we'd even like incorporate sound into the briefing. Mm. Um, so, but yeah, she, she works very, very, um, she's very attuned to the nature spirits and um, yeah, the energy as well. And often, and the, the rose is such a, heart healer a womb healer a um mm. a mother line healer in particular mm. and so both of us um you, we 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 journeyed through a lot of stuff um uh individually as we were creating as well um mm. and so i think that when you do work energetically it's it's not linear so it's not just like i'm going to do this and then this and then this it's like there is it's very alive and um yeah, an alive process. <laughs> mm. And did did this work? Did you feel like you even came closer to the rose and its energy oh, by yeah. working like this and channeling? Oh, 100%, 100%. Like I felt, both of us felt extremely grateful to be able to like be in a container um, to deepen the relationship with, with like this incredible muse really. Mm. Um, like as part of my um, plant medicine training, um, we journey with various different plants. And so, which is like, I just love doing that. And so to be able to literally spend two years of my life, like working intimately with just one flower, like flowers, I'm uh, just the thing I'm most passionate about, I think. So it was amazing. It was amazing. Mm, that's so beautiful. And uh, for those that might not have any oracle cards or knowledge about it, can anyone use it? And yeah, totally. So oracle cards, the word oracle comes from the Latin word orari, which means to pray or to speak. Um, and so, you know, I, I, really it's like to the divine, I would say. And so the way I use oracle cards is that 
there you can use them for divination as in like prediction um which is like where that kind of like you know the psychic kind of cliche vision of the crystal ball and the cards come from um but i use the oracle cards um and have done for for many many years um as part of a daily practice so mm. if you just imagine like you know you it's it's a way of speaking to the divine within which i call the soul um mm. and so you know you can ask a question and then just pick a card and just let the card speak to you um so yeah you don't have to have training in in how to read cards it's just yeah you could just meditate on whichever one comes up mm. yeah i can really like appreciate that and i think that for anyone who are who is on their own journey and wanting to connect deeper it is a good tool to have and mm, to mm. just also like just if you need a focus for for the day just draw a card okay now i focus on this and i love now i don't have the box here but it's so beautiful do you have it just to show that like, oh yeah sure it's um, <laughs> let me pull it yeah because you have put it back together the the actual box also yeah, where you can it put, here yeah and it's then so this is the cards yeah so yeah that's them mm. and then you can it's so beautiful just to see those colors and then mm -hmm. i mean the messages the artwork everything the your words as usual so i really appreciate that and where can people find this oracle deck um just head to the roseoracle.com I think it's .com, .me. Yes. <laughs> one or the other. If I will one... link to it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And then if not, just my website, rebeccacampbell.me. Yeah, because I think it's so beautiful. If anyone who's listening wants to like start or just grow their collection like I am, and I really recommend this <laughs> because it does bring something unique to, to these. And I feel like people are really drawn to uh, the rose mm. Uh, mm. so it's a really good way if you want to also deepen your practice with the rose I think the messages everything is so beautiful and I'm so happy that uh, you came on again and yeah thanks your... for inviting me again of course thank you so much and I will share all your links in uh, the show notes so if anyone wants to connect with Rebecca and the cards and and, the, and are you doing currently any courses or anything that you want to share? Yeah, so I've got my membership, the Rise Sister Rise membership. Mm. That's probably the best way to connect with me. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, in, at the, near the end of this year, just at the end of summer, I'll be um, studying the Inner Temple Mystery School. Mm. So that's like a nine-month training. Um, but wow. yeah, I'm working on that right now. So it's um, not not ready, but yeah, <laughs> I can That's... send you a link for it. It's just rebeccacampbell.me forward slash mysteries. Oh, uh, mystery school it is. Mystery and um, yeah, so that's there's a there's a like interest list there if you if you're interested. I'm sure there will be many and so beautiful that you're creating that because you have mm -hmm. so much uh, experience and knowledge to actually share something like that. So mm -hmm. Very excited and thank you so much again for being Thanks, here. I appreciate you. Mm -hmm. Thank you so much. Bye.